Hey, business building warrior, this is Silent Sales Machine Radio, the podcast that features hundreds of interviews with successful students from the Proven Amazon course. And today, we've got some brothers, they're actually twins, who've been in our community only since this past summer, just a few months ago. The past three months, they've really started ramping up into their business, and they're about to have a $30,000 or so a month, they're estimating, as we're heading through the month, pretty rapid ramp up into what we teach around here. They're coaching students. They got into our coaching program. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can go to that website and click on coaching, or you can go to silentgym.com slash book a call, all one word, B-O-O-K-A-C-A-L-L, book a call, and jump on our schedule, schedule a slot to talk with someone on our team about the services we offer, the courses, And maybe you're ready to get a coach after hearing these guys today. That might be something that's a real good idea for you because they really talk very positively about what we have to offer around here. And again, it's not a matter of believing me or how you feel about me. Let's just look at the results our students are getting. Hundreds of successful students have been on this podcast and told their stories about following the programs we teach and building beautiful businesses. If you get into our free Facebook group, there's a link to that as well at silentgym.com, you will see about 1,900 success posts from our students talking about the businesses they built and the results that they're getting. Well, that's what we're going to do today is talk to Jerry and John, two really cool guys. I got to meet them at our last live event. They were brand new to the community, hadn't even signed up for an Amazon seller account yet. That's how new they were at that point. Had some fun hanging out. We'll talk a little bit about that. But now they've jumped in. Like I said, they've got a coach. They're doing really well. They're scaling. They're talking about some big numbers in mind for next year. They're going to talk about what they sell, how they find it, the systems they've developed, the tools they're using, which isn't much at this point. New Amazon sellers don't need a lot of tools. As long as you've got the tool called HIPAA, which we talk about in podcast episode 369, You can go back and listen to that. Even though it's several years old at this point, I could record that episode today. It's 100% accurate. Podcast episode 369 tells you about Keepa. If you've got that, you've got your Amazon seller account, which you sign up for at amazon.com. And you've got the Proven Amazon course, which is the premier coaching and course for Amazon sellers. That's all you need. But they are starting to scale. Like I said, they're going to hit 30,000 or so soon. They're talking about repricers to help speed up the repricing activities and make sure they're maximizing their velocity on their inventory and some of the other things that they're doing. We talk about that as well today as they're growing. But this is a very simple business to understand and to grasp. And as you'll hear today, yet another student scaling and doing beautifully with it. So enjoy this episode as we hang out with my good friends now. I could call them friends because we've talked several times. And they're really good guys, John and Jerry Harris. Enjoy this interview. And if you have any questions, hey, reach out to us. Get over to silentgym.com. Send us a note. We'd love to help you out as you begin your Amazon seller journey or continue ramping up and building something beautiful in your e-commerce business. We're here to help. All right, let's jump over and get John and Jerry on the line now. So Jerry and John, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you guys. Hey, good to see you too, Jim. Thanks for having us. Welcome, welcome. Well, John, why don't we start with you, man? Fill us in a little bit on your story. Let's go. Okay, sounds good. Well, first of all, you're sitting here with 53-year-old twins that have worked together in some capacity for at least 30 years together. Wow, really? We each have, 
I think, very different strengths when it comes to business. I'm the sales guy. Jerry is the operations efficiency watching cost guy. And so when we've worked together, it's worked pretty well. I think you kind of have to have both. I started out my career, actually, I I worked for the Atlanta Hawks in sales for a little while. And then uh, Jerry was working for a small investment banking firm. They needed somebody in sales. And so I got hired with them and we've worked together ever since. And that was early 90s. So uh, we've worked together. We've been in the liquidation business for a long time, uh, dealing with a lot of different products, selling to a lot of different buyers. And this summer, we found ourselves in a transition period. Um, Our company had been bought. We were looking for a different way to provide for our families. And um, we had new e-commerce, really had never sold anything but we knew buyers that had bought and sold from the liquidation market. But but we felt like, you know, this may be a path, at least for our next career opportunity, we'd like to build a foundation for having make, to make sure we knew how to, to sell via e-commerce. We knew that was a foundation. Amazon has, what, 300 million customers and anything we did, we felt like we wanted to be able to offer to them. So um, we met with some friends, some people from our church, and we met with a guy that said, hey, we were having lunch. Jerry and I were having lunch with him. And he says, you know what? You need to meet, or have you ever heard of the name Jim Cochran before? And we said, absolutely not. We don't know who that is. <laughs> but we started researching. This was in June of th- this summer. Oh, this in Six, June. seven months ago. Yeah, just a few months ago. And uh, so we started listening to some of your podcasts and we were like, you know what? Very informative, exactly what we need. And and y'all were you were advertising or talking about your conference coming up in July, which was just a really about three weeks after we had even been introduced to the whole platform you have. And we wow, said, you, know you guys were only three weeks in when you came to the event. Three weeks in. I didn't. Yeah. I knew you were fairly new to the community, but I didn't realize you were that new. That's great. Yeah, it was brand new. And we said, hey, we're going to go at least, you know, as they say, kick the tires, right? See, see what you guys are all about. One of the things that drew us to it was your faith-based integrity run business, which is important to us. We like that a lot. Um, everybody we had talked to had just been, you know, just raved about the community and so we got involved in, in July. So we were there at the conference and just amazing how much information we were able to get as, as people that, you know, we've been in business for a while, but really didn't know how Amazon worked, how e-commerce worked, and to be able to spend some time with people that not only had the information, but wanted to help other new people get started was was fantastic. Yeah, that so, abundance mindset, man. We take that seriously around here. It's uh, it's obvious. Part of our culture. That's what you do. Yeah. So we came back in July and we said, "Let's go." So we literally opened our our Amazon seller account in August, and you know by. By mid-September, we we saw a little thing that came up and said, hey, you sold something. 
so for, from that point, I think we did about maybe six or $700 in September in sales. The next month uh, went to about 4,500. Last month, no, uh, which is October, we, oh, I'm sorry, no, yeah, October, we did about 4,500. Then November, we did about 14,000. And then this, this month, we expect to do between 25 and 30,000 in revenue. So that's, it's very exciting. We're still in the very infant stages of our business, but that's sort of where we're at right now. Yeah. And I, I love interviewing, just for the listener's sake today, this may be one of the first episodes of ours you've ever heard. I love interviewing students who are just ramping up because I think that's the easiest for people to relate to if they're new or confused or stuck or struggling. Okay. Here's someone who's just a few months ahead of where I'm at right now. That's why I love these because we got plenty of the stories of people like, you know, this multiple seven figures, and it can be intimidating to think about the path between where I am and something like that. So I love interviewing uh, newer students and I've learned a lot. I didn't realize you guys didn't even have an Amazon account when you came to our event. I mean, I knew you were fairly new, but that's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, because I got a chance to hang out with you guys a little bit. We played some basketball even. It's yep. always one of the nice breakout events. At most of our annual events, we find a way to, to work in some hoops. Good group of guys hanging out with some, yep. some really talented young ladies, too. We got a girl playing some serious college ball. I know. <laughs> this yeah. Moore's girl, yeah. man. She is good. But yeah, we had a good time. And but yeah, that's it's good getting to know you guys a little bit. Well, well Jerry, fill in some blanks, man. What did John leave yeah, out well, so far? I, I think the one small gap that John did left leave out was the fact that in July, we were looking at multiple options, trying mm-hmm. to decide what we were going to do, what was our best course for, for John and I, and of course for our family. And we were looking at the, you can purchase the store, you can purchase the store and Yikes. we'll provide mm-hmm. the products, <laughs> the inventory. And we right. were really close to pulling the trigger on that although so glad you did in our spirit it didn't necessarily seem Mm -hmm. good for us we didn't feel great about it and then we kind of came to your conference thinking well maybe this would be another one of those or something different and fortunately we found that it was something different it was something that we felt good about it in our spirit and something that we felt like we could really be a part of the community. We could all encourage each other and also grow a business. Fantastic. I'm glad you brought that up when you're new and you're kind of looking at the landscape of what's out there. If you've never investigated e-commerce opportunities before, I mean, allow me to soapbox for just a minute. You guys have probably heard me say this a few times now. You've been around a few months, but about 98% of the stuff out there is just a scam garbage, just total waste of time, money, energy, a pretty sales page and some flashy Instagram ads maybe leading to a just total disaster. And there's one simple litmus test that I've been using for years that I tell people, put us through this same test, put anyone through this test. If they're saying, hey, I can help you learn how to make money on the internet. Here's a simple test. Go find the community and hang out with it for a while. Just hang out. What kind of people are here? What are they saying? What results are they getting? If they don't have that free community, which 95% of them don't, <laughs> it's not even worth your consideration. Right. They're teaching people how to build businesses. Those people are gathered somewhere in a community, hanging out, talking about it. Right. And if they're not, that's a huge red flag. And I've yet to see any of those 
done for you, pay us a few tens of thousands of dollars, we'll get it all done for you type of operations that have a community of happy clients. They just don't. I do see a steady string of people saying, wow, that was a disaster. Looked good for a couple of weeks. And then I just started getting all kinds of problems and complaints and they wouldn't respond and the inventory's garbage and stuff I'm not allowed to sell being sent into my account. And yeah, it's just a mess. So mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I'm glad you guys steered away from that. And well, that's a simple litmus test. Yeah. What's interesting is that I still occasionally will get a phone call that I don't recognize the number and I'll answer it. And it'll be somebody from one of those groups. Mm-hmm. And I'll have a chance to sort of interview them a little bit and ask them what they know about setting up an account, doing those little things. What is Keepa? What What are those? They a lot of times don't even know. Sure. They're just trying to get your money and let somebody else go do what what Jerry and I and obviously you've helped us do, you know, so it's a it's a big deal. Well, it's it's really easy to sell a done for you system. Right. I I wrote a blog article. It's been several years ago. It's it's how to become a millionaire in e-commerce. Basically, you spend fifty thousand dollars on ads to get a ten thousand dollar check. From something doesn't matter what it is you spent so you spent 50 to get 10 but you show a picture of you holding that ten thousand dollar check and tell everybody you're going to teach them that system system's total garbage people mm. will flock right. sign up about half of them will figure out your scam and ask for a refund but you're still left with a nice chunk of change but the problem is you haven't helped anybody you've destroyed your reputation you probably broke a few laws along the way that mm. we see people do that over and over and over and over and over again. Take a few nice pictures, you know, go stay at a nice Airbnb and take a few photos. Just the internet is so full of that. People claiming to own cars that they're just, you know, renting for the day or went to the lot and <laughs> stood in the corner with a nice car, took a picture. Right. You know, there's scams everywhere. So you've got to look at the community, man. And mm-hmm. I didn't intend to spend this much time with you guys on that, but I'm glad you took your time. And you said it, it you know, you, you felt a good check in your spirit about like, oh man, I don't know if these guys are for us. I'd rather be over here. Right. Once you find your people, now you can find the right opportunity. Or as a pastor friend of mine said, once you find your people, you find your purpose. You know, look for that group of people. That's what you should be looking for. Where are the kind of people that I want to be around hanging out? Now, what are they doing? What are they up to? Not in the opposite order. Like, where's the opportunity? Okay, well, wonder what other kind of people are doing this after you've already wasted 20 or 30 grand on the thing. Like, is there anyone else out there? <laughs> that You've done it in the wrong order if you do it that yeah. way. Well, I'll say this. I think um, Jerry would agree with this as well. Any knowledge that we have about selling on Amazon, I would say 95% of it from the very first information we had to right now 95% of it has come from your organization and your group, either the Facebook page, through all your podcasts, through the Zoom calls you do, through now that we have a coach, obviously a tremendous help there. We owe a lot to you guys, so we appreciate it. And anybody that's listening, just start listening to things. Start making notes on things. I mean, it, there were podcasts that I listened to that – I could listen to 10 times and the 10th time I get more information from. And that was very helpful that I totally missed the first time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Some of these concepts are kind of counterintuitive and 
Um, right. Especially if you've got any business background or some of the hardest people, believe it or not, for us to kind of bring around to Amazon success are the people who've had a degree of success with eBay because they think, okay, eBay, Amazon, what's the difference? Let's go. And the strategy is completely different. On eBay, you're looking for profitable products that you can sell. On Amazon, you're looking for underserved, test-worthy ASINs that you can list against, test against. Completely different process. So eBay people come in looking for like, I, I got to find stuff for 10 bucks that I can sell for 40. And they think that's the game on Amazon. It's not. It's not the same game at all. It's similar, but it's not the same. And yeah, so sometimes it takes hearing it a few times to understand, you know, what's a test-worthy ASIN? What's an underserved ASIN? What, what's KEPA, right? Some of these terms. But once you get it, once the light bulb comes on, which it sounds like it has for you guys, I mean, we're not even halfway through December yet as we're recording this and, and you're well on your way to having a, a nice multiple 10-figure multiple business. So I want to dive in a little bit of what you guys are selling, how you're finding it without creating unnecessary competition for yourselves. What are you guys doing? John, you want to, I mean, we're, basically we're doing online arbitrage and retail arbitrage. And of course, we have, there are two people. So I've kind of focused on the retail arbitrage minus one store that John is focused on. And John has done the online arbitrage. And I would say that I was one of those people that could consistently ask the group the question is, how can I find profitable ASINs? Well, now sitting you know, a couple of months in, putting in the work, putting in the time, using the, you know, the 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 measures that you guys and how y'all do things with as far as, um, you know, just pulling up a brand name on Amazon and then looking for things that may be a little off price. Maybe that's a little, or, or I mean, a high price where you feel like you can get it for a lower price. To me, that's the best start for anybody. Mm-hmm. But we, we've had success in a lot of different um, websites that we just consistently go through and look, consistently go through and look. You know, we're we're in the stage now to where, well, a couple months, you know, we would have taken anything. I mean, you, you almost take anything. But now we are very specific in finding smaller things with a certain ROI that are easy to ship. And uh, we have a lot of success finding those. Excellent. Yeah. What would you add to that, Jerry? Well, I mean, it really goes back to everything that y'all talked about in the conference. All of that was very true. You know, spend five minutes looking at the ASIN. If it's not there, just move on to the next one. And that's that's been the key. We've really tried to fo- focus on what the strategy is, focused on the net margin, focused on the ROI. And it's they're out there. They're all over the place. Maybe it's at a store. You're going to a store and you can't find something, but you're passing the store that may have some. Go to that store because they're all they're all there. I mean, you will find them if you just keep looking. Yeah, they really are everywhere. It, it becomes more about building a system to manage all the opportunity. That's right. Then finding products. It quickly transitions into that. And new sellers are very skeptical and understandably so that that's actually the case. But here we are with hundreds of podcast interviews. In some cases, guys like you, you know, 90, 120 days in, and you're talking about multiple five-figure businesses already running nice margins, which we need to get to, by the way. Uh, But you're finding products everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it really is, uh, once you understand where those kind of lines in the sand are that you operate within, you just realize, man, this is expansive, so expansive. 
And I know you guys have been on like those Monday night meetings. And and I remember, John, you specifically, especially asking the same question three or four different times, kind of probing through like, mm-hmm. I'm not finding anything. And what exactly do you mean by a underserved ASIN or test worthy ASIN, right? And just kind of explaining it a few different ways. And then suddenly that when that light bulb comes on, you're like, okay, wait a second. I've been overcomplicating this thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right, which is actually there's a recent podcast episode not too far behind this one. I'd say five, eight episodes back from this one, uh, where I right. the topic is you're overcomplicating it, and I do my absolute best to simplify down this process for folks. But it sounds like it's it's the lights coming on for you guys, and there's still way more opportunity. Just to oh, remind yeah. you guys and the listeners, once mm-hmm. you've got replans dialed in, man, that's just a foundation for all kinds of other fun stuff that you've heard us talk about around here multiple streams of income, diversifying. But yeah, I'm excited to, to dive a little more in. Let's hit your numbers thoroughly now. You said you're hoping to do about 30. Yeah, you know, What kind of net margins are you guys seeing? And what what are your parameters? And what are you looking for as well when you're looking for a good uh, ASIN to test? Sure. Well, we we uh, followed very much, you know, your gu- guidelines for, you know, trying at least initially when it was 20 ROI and 10 mar- you know margin which which is narrow which is maybe a it's not easier to find but you know there may be more opportunity out there for those but since we are now finding so many we've moved that up right i think in december we are well on track to hit a 35 ri close to it in 15 net margin, which we are ecstatic about. And, and we feel like those those numbers could increase over the course of the next few months. So we're we're trying to ratchet up those disciplines as far as the profitability, because that's key. That's key for us. Absolutely. Jim, Jim also, you know, getting started trying to find the test worthy ASINs, which which is what you're obviously trying to do when you're just starting out, you know, getting through the ungating is a is a just a you know I know you have new people and, and I was one of those that said when is this going to open up when can we start seeing some of these brands that we want to sell on well I would tell you just as a newbie just happening I would say at about seven thousand dollars in sales we stopped having to click on the restricted list not near as much. And I will say this, in our sales, all of the sales we have currently, none of them have been brought about by us submitting an invoice. It's only by just what Amazon has ungated us in. We've mm-hmm. we've not, you know, ungated in any of those brands. So, so for those people that are kind of struggling with, man, I can't, I have to send in an invoice. I don't know where to do that or how do I, it can be done without that. Yeah, that's good to hear some recent experience because that's what we say, you know, the whole ungating issue kind of just vanishes on you. And we typically say 40 to 50 or so sales. It sounds like maybe a few more than that. But at some point, once you've sold in those categories where you can easily sell in just about any product, any brand, those gates fall open for you. And it holds true. We don't want to see people get too frustrated over uh, that. Just hang out in the categories you are you are able to sell in. And did you guys do some of that? What categories did you start out in to kind of get your momentum? Yeah, I mean, you know, arts and crafts, sports, mm-hmm. since we're both sports guys, we love the, 
even the little little sports things, whatever it might be. You know, the, there's the big the stores that you realize where you can go get sports for an inexpensive price. I would go take pictures, start evaluating all of those. And that's one of the best ways to get started. It was for us. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Sports and outdoors and um, home, home kitchen, bath, uh, yes. science. Uh, what is it? Science and tech. No, not science and tech. What is it? Industrial remember. and science. There we go. Industrial. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the hot categories. Well, you're very likely to just find all kinds of products, pets, right. pet food, right? Where you're proved to sell the brand. So sell a few, even if you break even on them, you're learning the system. That's fine. Even if you lose a few dollars, you know, something that stands out to me, and you guys will appreciate this, having been in different businesses, you know, and another way to say what I'm about to say is, I know what I'm in for when we get a student who's never run a business before, never tried to run a business, it's a different uphill climb for them. People who have run businesses, once they understand how little money they have to put in here, how low the risks are, and how fast they can scale, yeah, it's work. And yes, there's a little bit of risk, but man, compared to every other business I've ever seen, this is crazy how linear it is, how low risk it is, how quickly you can scale it, how little, how few tools you need that are necessary to, to get something significant going. And I think you guys are kind of hitting at that a little bit when you're, you're thrilled with a 15% net margin a couple months in, because you've got proof of concept. All we have to do is tweak our processes That's and right. systems and we could have something crazy significant here. So right. maybe talk to that. Like you guys have had some business background, contrast some of what you've seen here with some of the other things you've considered or done. Well, I'll add to what you said in the fact that, you know, the the low barrier of entry, you know, right now, everything we do, we do FBA. That's just sort of our chosen means by which to do it. Again, proof of concept. We did that. Now we can, you know, maybe start looking at space and those things. But to be able to get products in to Jerry's basement and then ship them out within a day within two days is significant in how you can eliminate that cost of owning a warehouse or a storage place. That's a, to me, that's a big obstacle when it comes to business, you know, your space is a big, big part of your cost. Yeah. So you don't need really, a location to do this. No, business. We got people no. running serious businesses. Well, we got people who live outside the United States that never see or touch their inventory. They're using right. prep partners here in the United States shop online, goes to the prep partner, prep partner sends it in. It's a completely automated process. So yeah, that's another huge benefit. You don't even need to have space to do this. Now it helps. And we strongly encourage where possible to do like what you guys are doing. We want you touching and handling your products, if at all possible, just to mm -hmm. get used to the process, have an appreciation for the process and, and make sure the right people take over when you hand that off to someone else, right? Rather than having right. to randomly shop with strangers to handle your inventory. A lot of people will use one of my favorite arrangements is when people find someone in the neighborhood that's got some extra space in their house and that becomes headquarters. And, you know, the person who lives in that other house is there. It's my prep partner now and they do the prep work. I love that arrangement. It gets it out of my house into someone else's house, but they're right down the street. I'm not paying for a warehouse. I'm just paying them to put labels on boxes and it's all stored there. But we've certainly got our prep center network as well, which I'll stick a link to that in the show notes too for people who are curious. But that's people who are willing to receive your inventory for you as well. That's a free list at prepcenternetwork.com. Yeah, and I'll just uh, go back to the the person who is stuck trying to find the ASINs is that we were there. 
we were stuck, you know, hourly stuck, don't know where to go, don't know where to, what to approach, what store. And if, if you're at that point, you're almost, you're ready to break through. You're almost there. And I would just encourage that person that you're going to start finding one or two, then it's going to be three or four. Then it's going to be John and I are talking about, okay, who can we get in our family to take on this store or because there's no way we can pursue all the different opportunities. Yep. There, you do, truly do see them everywhere. How many, how many test worthy ASINs have you guys jumped on so far? I would say we've got probably 280 in the system. I would say 150 to 175 are just working, working really well. After three months, man, basically, yeah. you know, of figuring yeah. this thing out. Yeah. That's tremendous. Well, you, you guys have the mindset and the heart, the attitude, the approach. Uh, and I can't overemphasize enough mindset just anymore. I'm, I, I've done this for 20 years, guys. I've been, I've been building my own business and helping other people do the same thing. And I used to think that it was an intelligence thing, a competence thing. And yeah, there's a base level of that required. But I continue to be surprised. I'm not going to name any names. How many people that I'm like, oh, I think they're going to struggle. And they do great because they have the right mindset and approach and an appreciation for what this is, man, is so expansive. You mentioned 300 million shoppers. That's not a number I've heard recently. I couldn't have told you how many people shop on Amazon. It sounds about right in the US. Like pretty much everybody does at this point. Mm-hmm. That is such a huge opportunity. Half of all economic a- activity in the US any given day on one website and you could build a business there. That's incredible opportunity. So yeah, I love you guys' approach. And, and the point I was about to make was I see you guys on a leadership trajectory already. Again, because of the attitude the tenacity. You're not afraid to ask hard questions, right? You're not just kind of playing along. You're asking the right questions and you've built a great business. So kudos to you guys, man. I'm, you're the kind of guys I like working with. I can tell a lot about some guys too when I play some ball with them too. You know, mm-hmm. I love that saying that sports don't build character, they reveal it. You know, you can learn a lot about a dude playing yeah. some hoops together, right? Or any other That's sport true. for that matter. But I can just tell, man, you guys are on a nice path and, and, uh, I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. I mean, if you're at, you, you shot up far faster than I did with this business model. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, Jim, you, you're the one that mentioned sports. So I'll bring up a coach. How about that? I'm not going to name his name necessarily, but we have a great coach. You know, we sort of felt like we were on a team together, Jerry and I, we were on, let's say we were on a football field. We would, you know, we would make about a five yard play and then we'd get sacked pretty quick. And then we didn't know what the next play was. What should we do? Now, because of the coaching program we're a part of, we're able to say, okay, let's call a timeout. Let's just see what happened there. And let's evaluate how to move the ball down the field. You're not going to score a touchdown. It's not going to be a Hail Mary and you're making $10,000 on your first sale. It's blocking and tackling getting down the field one play at a time and having a coach that is able to certainly dedicate time to help you, but to he's already been there. He's already been sacked enough, you know, to where he can make the plays and call the plays for us. It's been a tremendous help for us. I think that's some of the best coaches. You mean you look through history, some of the best coaches are, 
the guys who were who were there and did it and been there and now that maybe they're more mature in their you know approach like you know the pacers were never better than when they had larry bird as a coach man <laughs> mm. you're talking to two celtics coach. fans by the way so you mentioned the game there you name. go man well hey i went to the same you know a little basketball history and we can't go too far because i know we could go way down this path but Larry Bird's younger brother is about my age, about our age. We're all three about the same age. And, and I played quite a bit with him at Indiana State. Oh, that's me. Was, which is Eddie, where Larry Eddie Bird. Eddie, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We actually had some people think he was me and I was him. <laughs> On occasion, we looked a fair amount like back in the day. Oh, but, man. That's yeah, cool. so we we played a lot. I played a lot of ball with, but I never got to, well, I just saw Larry on a golf course once. Never actually got to meet him, but Eddie I knew pretty well. But yeah. anyway, stories for another day. There you but, go. Um, yeah, having a good coach, it's invaluable and something I'm proud about. And the reason I think our coaching program has lasted 20 years with the same coaching directory and the same approach to e-commerce coaching is we only allow people who have been there, done that, and built a beautiful business to be coaches on our team. So like you said, it's only people who have built beautiful businesses. It's not people reading a script or you know checking boxes on some sheet. You're building a relationship with somebody who's, you know, it's more of a mentor role than anything because uh, they've been there done that i'm glad it's working well for you guys that's that's tremendous i love hearing good feedback about that but what else do you guys want to talk about what else could you uh share with us from your story anything else you, have, you know questions for me or anything else you wanted to go into i mean your story is just not that long as far as you came to us this, this past summer less than six months or so ago jumped in just a few months ago and here we are uh closing out 2023 with a solid month it looks like but uh, uh, the, the one thing that I would like to add is that uh, John is definitely more the salesperson. I am more of the day-to-day type, you know, person, which does, you know, w- w- we work well together. The one thing that I went into going to the conference is I was skeptical. I will tell you that I was skeptical. I was I am a connoisseur of great leadership. I read a lot about it. I study it. I appreciate those who can lead well. And I have managed, you know, I had to, I was managing 80 people the first of this year. So I've, I've tried to manage. I've tried to learn, try to be the best manager I could. But the one thing about leadership is that you can measure leadership is on two things. I, I tell this to all the people that work for me is that one you can tell if you're a good leader if people are following you. If you exactly if you, if you look around and nobody's following you, yeah. then you're probably not. That's doing my it favorite definition leadership. of leadership. That's one yeah. thing that I noticed about you, honestly, at that yeah. conference that people were wanting to. You do it very humbly, but you you lead well. And the second thing is, are the people that you're leading are they getting better? Mm-hmm. And and I didn't really notice. I mean, I didn't see that specifically at the conference, although everybody was trying to learn everything. But the the more I've learned about the community over the last few months is that everybody is getting better and trying to get better and your leadership and the coaches are there to help you get better. And that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I, we say leaders produce leaders. It's been a fundamental yeah. concept around here. You know, my dad was the one I first heard this concept from, and I considered him to be a great leader. He was in ministry, you know, his whole career. Um, but basically said, you know, you, so can't, you can't measure a leader until they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you look at what's left in the wake of their absence to right. measure a leader, right? I'm like, that's, what, that's a great definition of leadership, isn't it? 
Because if leaders are producing leaders, things continue on. And, and it's been my goal all along. Like I'm fully aware how temporary this life is, man. If I'm gone suddenly, what remains? I'm asking myself that all the time for my family, for my wife, for my kids, for this community. It's about building a culture. It's about building a community where I'm just not necessary. That's been the goal from day one. And it's reflected. And, and to step into leadership means having an appreciation for that. If someone steps in because they feel like they deserve more spotlight, that's the wrong person around here. We want people with stories to tell because, hey, this worked, this didn't work. Here's what I've learned. It's a big, wide stage. And I, I honestly just consider myself part of this community. I have a role to play on the voice and the face of the podcast until someone else steps up and takes it. But I'm just here to grow and learn and ask good questions. And I think another good measure of leadership too, especially in e-commerce, this is important uh, because it, we're all so spread out and some of the relationships are so seemingly shallow. You've got to be willing to ask questions, stupid questions. You can never get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm the guy that's supposed to know everything. <laughs> You've got to be asking questions constantly, willing to learn I learned something from a brand new student last podcast episode. It should have been so blatantly obvious. And I'm thinking, mm. I don't think I knew that. I've never heard that. I've been doing this a long time. And he just dropped a little hint. I'm like, I'm going to tell my team that, make sure we're doing this thing. You've got to be learning constantly. Uh, so yeah, I love spending time. It's a, it's a topic of passion for me, just leadership in general, which, you know, interestingly enough, the Bible doesn't say a lot about leadership. That word doesn't come up much. You know, John Maxwell popularized it. Yeah. Right. But uh, it does talk about living your life in such a way that it's you're worthy of, you know, worthy of the calling that's on your life. And if other people notice that and go, hey, I wouldn't mind having more of what that guy has. Okay, let's call that leadership. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Living your life in such a way that others can aspire to what it is that you're accomplishing and what they see, the fruit, right? Mm -hmm. um, from a scriptural vantage point. But yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for that. But uh, it's just an honor serving with great people. And we all kind of know our roles and, and know mm -hmm. why we're here. And many of us do call this our ministry, but you don't have to be a Christian to hang out, but you just got to be comfortable hanging around with crazy Christians is what I say. When we bring on leaders who aren't believers. I'm like, you just got to be comfortable with crazy Christians and you'd be fine. Right. That's good. That's really good. Jim, I, I'll mention one thing, I, just because I think it's important as a, as a new new person in this business. Jerry and I, like we said, we sort of broke up our business and I'm doing a, a lot of the sourcing. He's sort yeah. of managing the inventory, the shipping and those type things. To me, and Jerry, I'll get you, if you can you can share this as well or part of how you do this. But I think finding test worthy ASINs is probably number one priority. That's it what is. you need to do. Yep. To me, second is managing the inventory that you have. I kind of put it in a place like if I have a, you know, if I have an account at Merrill Lynch and I have an advisor there and I want them to get a certain return on my investment, then that's what Jerry's sort of doing for us. You know, we've put in a little bit of money and now how can we get the best return on that? It's like your Amazon ASINs are a, a mutual fund for yourself, you know? Yep. Every piece of them will have a different return, but what is the end result? Well, the end result is it could be a you know a nest egg at the end of of your you know when you retire. Um, for some people in this community, it could be an extra hundred dollars to apply toward Christmas gifts for their kids. You know, it's a big deal. So 
Jerry does a good job of managing that. I think, you know, we've, we've had some good software and things that we've just added like a repricer and, and, uh, Jerry, do you just want to share kind of how you do that? Cause yeah, we're, we, that'd be uh, useful. Yeah. Jim, we just started with inventory lab and, and be cool. And that was a big game changer for us. Uh, and it certainly with the be cool helped velocity a lot. And so I just, you know, I'm daily watching that and making sure the pricing is right, making sure, you know, that purchasing is is appropriate based on what we're selling. Um, but the repricer is is a key component. Yeah, we love Be Cool, and uh, there's a good handful of repricers. Anytime that topic comes up, I feel obligated to say we've got about 100 leaders on our team here, coaches, content creators, moderators, successful students who kind of make up the core of the leadership of our community and contribute in some significant way. And if you polled them, you'd come up with five or six different repricers <laughs> that are like the fan favorites among different segments of our leadership team. But I happen to use Be Cool as well. They were at our last conference as well. I actually played some ball with us. Sam came all the way from Taiwan and played some basketball mm-hmm. with us with some of this team. But yeah, they just great guys. And and we've integrated that into our system. We've actually got some training coming from them. I was just texting this morning with uh, the Be Cool team and it's training on how to set your repricer in Be Cool for the above the buy box training that we've always, we're always talking about here. So you can sell above the buy box more often. And uh, that's pretty some sim- pretty simple systems settings in Be Cool. But for those who want to learn about Be Cool, the link I've got it memorized: silentgym.com/repricer has a discount and some more details about them. Thanks for bringing them up. And Inventory Lab, yeah, just to um, basically helps you speed up your mm-hmm. your shipping prepping is the main thing that a lot of people notice about it, and it helps you track your numbers too and know when you're actually profitable. Um, it's not quite as thorough as uh, Sellerboard, though, which is something you guys might. It's only like 15 bucks a month to get into Sellerboard, pretty cheap, but it really does a, a good job. I would say, uh, unfortunately or whatever, just because of the feature set, Inventory Lab doesn't do quite as good a job of really diving in and getting everything considered on a per ASIN level. So that might be one that you guys will take a look at okay. as you scale. Sellerboard, um, silentgym.com slash numbers has details on seller board and they've got a good deal for us there as well. But it really helps you make ASIN to ASIN decisions, which ones make the most sense for us to hold on to and scale up and which ones should we cut, even though we feel like we're making money, actually we're not. Uh, so you might, you guys might enjoy that tool as well. But yeah, after sometimes people say, Hey, well, what do I need when I first start? You need Keepa, you need proven Amazon course. You need a professional seller account with Amazon. That's it. Nothing mm-hmm. else. As you start to scale, like you guys, you're going to hit thirty thousand this month. You got some margin to play with. Okay, inventory lab makes sense. Let's speed up our ability to make shipments. A repricer, yeah. Let's help pick up the velocity of our inventory. Let's bump the pricing around a little bit to to maximize that out. And then maybe seller board as another add-on uh, at, at you know to really help dial in and know your numbers, which is vital. Absolutely vital. And it's good to have Jerry and John, you guys are kind of like complementary skill sets. Most people do this themselves. They have to wear both hats. It's good to have someone who kind of has the analytic brain versus the more the artistic people brain, you know, the numbers guy, the, the people guy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys have a beautiful, uh, beautiful setup here. It sounds like to me. We're enjoying it for sure. We really are. And it's going well. So that helps. Yep. Well, it gets a lot better, man. I can tell you 
just the foundation you guys are laying, what I would just say, you know, kind of that six month forecast, you know, a good coach can kind of help say, Hey, here's where we're heading guys. You know, you're going to get to 50, 60, $70,000 a month. And you'll have a, a bit of a decision to make as you start seeing those numbers. Do we really want to double down on just this? Or do we want to start tacking some other things on? I would suggest kind of bolt it down, get a good system in place, get some virtual assistants or some other people, you know, that you're paying less money than it you know, your time is going to become more and more valuable. So people kind of run in the day-to-day systems, like you said, John, finding the ASINs, managing your inventory, getting more ordered when it needs to happen. Those are jobs other people can play in your business. And you guys start looking at maybe some branded bundles, or maybe even like John, with your ability, your comfort level with all of this, start talking to some of these brands that are really moving for you. Build a relationship with them, get creative with them. Maybe do some proven product partnering, which is a great module in the proven Amazon course where you help brands with their presence on Amazon and you become a paid commissioned rep to help their Amazon sales. And you guys are going to take over that brand. You're not going to do it with Nike, obviously, but there's millions of brands out there and a lot of them have no idea what they're doing with Amazon. And you could right. do really well helping them manage their presence on Amazon. And you'll have the skill set to competently approach them and make a pretty much no-brainer offer. You're not asking them to pay you a ton of money up front. You're just saying, hey, let me help you manage your brand. It's already got some momentum and you don't have anyone managing that. Good. I like that. Well, that's what I think both of us have sort of, I mean, we've. I think we've known it, but we've more and more realized it over the course of the last couple of months. The opportunity is so enormous. Yeah. You know, you've got to sort of find what path you want to go down and go down it and and go hard at it and um you know most likely it's going to work out well and if it doesn't we'll go down another path but it's there's just so many opportunities and we're we are super excited about you know where this is leading us no i i am too every success story just you know it it validates that what we're doing is working that the systems that we've put together yep. are serving people well that we're producing success stories and potential future leaders content creators rising tide raising all ships kind of analogy and and you guys mm-hmm. are just a great latest example of that good yep well what are the thoughts observations are on your mind anything we can go anywhere random questions for me I always like to leave guests the chance to to put whatever they want out there as we start to wrap up an episode. Well, you you had mentioned uh, several different ideas about moving forward next six months. You know, we've got thirty thousand dollars in revenue December. We should hit that. We'll be really close. What do you think the key steps for moving to get to a hundred or two hundred a month are? Great questions. And, and if you guys haven't dove yet into the private Facebook group for Replen sellers. Are you in there? All proven Amazon course students are invited to be a part of it. Very few of them do till they're a few months in. I'm in there. Yeah. Are you with Jimmy? Yeah. We've got modules that, you know, standard operating procedures, best practice Mm. type of things where you can say, okay, I'm at this level and I want to get, you know, I'm at 30. I want to get to 50. I'm at 50. I want to get to a hundred. What are the things I'm going to have to put into place? What's it look like to scale? Because we've had so many people go through this process now. We've noticed some patterns. So I think that's going to serve you very well. But really, it all comes down to asking the same question over and over again, which is, am I doing something that someone else could be doing right now? And the answer is typically going to be yes. So you're scaling and automating constantly, putting the right people in place, putting them in charge of processes, and you're just managing the performance of those processes. Stepping back a step at a time, 
until you're at the point like, you know, with my business, my involvement with my Amazon selling business for the most part is swiping and checking the stats a few times a day. And other people are managing every aspect of it, pinging me when they feel like they're at a pivotal decision point and they're not sure who to ask, mm-hmm. which to me, anytime I'm getting consistent pings from a process that I've set up, it tells me I need to put that responsibility on someone else. If I'm if I keep getting asked a similar question, like, okay, someone else needs to be trained and put in charge. So you're constantly saying, am I doing things that only I can do? And the answer is typically going to be, no, there's other people that could be doing this right now. So you start putting those people in place with some of that margin. And as John pointed out earlier, I always want to point people in this direction. This is Dave Ramsey wisdom here. He says that every small business is like this. The first person you hire needs to be someone who, as he puts it, goes out, kills something and drags it back to the cave. Meaning you want people out there finding ASINs, like John mentioned, finding testworthy ASIN. That's the first person you hire and train. Someone else who's out there finding revenue, bringing it back. Once you've got that, now you've got some extra revenue to play with and you can start hiring what I call convenience hires. You know, somebody to sweep the floors kind of thing, someone to put tape on a box, someone to, you know, run to the post office and pick up supplies or whatever, right? You start, you don't hire those people first though. You hire people who generate more revenue first and you use that excess revenue to start. So there's not necessarily a next one button to push. It's more of a matter of complete, you know, automating your systems, hiring the right people. And I used to be against hiring friends and family. I've gotten more and more comfortable and confident. And I've kind of built my whole business around. Like I can no longer say don't hire friends and family because the number of friends and family I have, everyone who's working for me becomes like a family anyway, eventually, right? So, mm-hmm. and I've got real family. I got my mom, I got my aunt, I got two, any given time, three of my kids working in my business. Yeah, hire people you love and trust and you get to do life and business together that way. I think it's beautiful. I mean, we've been doing it for 20 years now. Uh, so those are some of the next things. You know, just just grow the team, but but know your numbers at each step. And I think one of the more important roles you can play as you grow is uh, the relationship aspect of not just maintaining a relationship with your team, but always looking for who who should I be adding? Like you're kind of playing at a new level of leadership now. So who else is around me that's kind of in the same sphere of small business ownership? Make connections with those people. Have conversations with those people. The things that have just fallen in our lap because I'm out there telling people what I do. I'm talking to other small businesses, learning what they do. And there's a point of synergy there where we can connect, do some business. My phone rings constantly with opportunity because I'm now known as the guy that understands Amazon. Right. Even if they don't know I have a podcast and they don't know that I've got a course, they just know that I've got a warehouse near here and we sell stuff on Amazon. Like, yeah, that's the guy you need to talk to. He knows Amazon. Pursue those opportunities. You don't want to be so much in the weeds of the day-to-day, you know, charts, graphs, numbers that you're not poking your head up and out there building relationships. That's the key. Mm-hmm. To really to, to get to a hundred or two hundred thousand from where you are now is adding thirty to fifty new relationships to your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird it might be a weird observation, but I just see it over and over again. It's conversations, it's connections, it's a mastermind, it's you know, small group meetup of some kind. And you got some guy who'll just fall in your lap, some guy with a warehouse full of stuff he doesn't know what to do with, and it's just mm-hmm. bars of gold sitting there. And mm-hmm. suddenly you're selling it on his behalf, right? Right. Those are the tipping points. It's not some new strategy or software. It's people. Right. Well, there there is sort of a, I think, and we've 
had some of those conversations, not many yet, because I mean, we've had our head down trying to find ASINs and trying to get as started. you should be at this stage. Yeah. But I do think there's a in the just say my community, anybody's community, really, there's a everybody knows how to order on Amazon. They're going to buy something on Amazon, but they're a little gun shy, maybe about trying to sell on Amazon because mm-hmm. they've heard somebody, oh, well, Amazon's going to take this and that. And it is good to be the person that can sell on Amazon. <laughs> it is for many, many reasons. Right. I just, yeah. you can go to any trade show now and have the most interesting conversations with people. And uh, because virtually every brand out there, I've been saying this lately, John, is uh, pretty much every brand out there, if they haven't figured out Amazon yet, which is about 5% of the brands, I would say at most, mm-hmm. the other 95% of them are saying some of the same things. They mm-hmm. know they need to figure it out. They haven't figured it out yet. They're frustrated by it. They're pretty sure they don't like Amazon. And if someone could just help make that problem go away and turn it into profit somehow for them, they'd right. be thrilled. Hmm. 95% of brands out there are saying those kinds of things right now. What an incredible opportunity. Right? So yeah, have those conversations. Let people know you've kind of figured it out. I, I encourage them to say, yeah, I'm in a community of people that lives, eat, breathes, and sleeps Amazon and e-commerce. And we run into a challenge. All I got to do is hang out with some of my buddies in there and ask, and they've seen it all before. We can figure this thing out, right? Because brands are confused and frustrated. You know, I'll just give you an example. You've got brands out there that sell traditionally about 80% still to this day of all their sales are traditional brick and mortar. So they got contracts with their brick and mortar retailers, right? Right. As big as e-commerce is, it's still only 15, 20% of all economic activity, mm-hmm. but it's growing and everyone knows it's growing and everyone's starting to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So you hop on Amazon and you see this, you know, let's say I'm a distributor and I'm seeing my stuff selling for 30% less on Amazon than it is in the retail store. So I got all these retail stores calling me saying, what's going on? I can't compete with Amazon. You guys are killing me. You're driving me nuts. If you can help solve that problem, get that brand, brand registered, get their own nice listings on Amazon, help them clean up their account, help them control their presence on Amazon, right? Create, set up some creative listings and things, some, some unique offers. Suddenly you're a hero and you're solving everybody's problem. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity there, but still, you got to start with replans. You need to understand the basics. You don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, thinking that I can sell anything to anybody on Amazon. No, as we all know, this is why we don't start new sellers with private label because it, you can easily just drop, a, it's like dropping a signpost in the middle of the desert. And there's some listings that just get no activity. Yeah. Even though it's Amazon. So you, you got to learn the game. Uh, but those kind of opportunities are abundant. Once you, once you well, learn. One thing that helps us is not only is it a great opportunity, we love this business. I mean, we love the replens idea, how it works. It, I mean, it's things that people are buying all the time, Boring nonstop. Stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's easy to fulfill. Usually it's not an overpriced item or, or they're gladly playing, paying an overpriced price just for the convenience of getting it. Yes. Right? The fast yeah. delivery. Yeah. The convenience yeah. of ordering. Mm-hmm. I saw the numbers one time. Jeff Bezos actually sends out a pretty cool, you should read some of his annual letters if you never have, the letters to investors. Mm. Pretty cool letters. And one of them he calculated, he did the math on the amount of uh, money and fuel and time that he that Amazon was saving customers just based on, you know, they oh. didn't have to go to the stores and drive and all this, right? Just mm-hmm. the, 
just the hundreds of billions of dollars. And he did the math right in the letter. It's pretty incredible. So yeah, I'm willing to pay a couple dollars more than having to, you know, if I don't have to get in my car and drive to the store and walk up and down the aisles and spend an hour and a half grabbing three or four things, I can get it delivered within a couple hours or tomorrow. Right. A couple dollars more than that. Absolutely. I'm worth it. That's worth it to me. Yeah. And a lot of people think that way. That, that uh, sounds like a message. Incredible. Sounds like a message my wife would give me. This is why I ordered it. You know, I'm saving you so much money just by ordering it on Amazon. Look at all the money I saved us spending more on Amazon, right? One of those. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of how that works. It's great. Well, wait, what else is on your mind, guys? I've I've got another appointment approaching me soon, a tight calendar this uh, week, but no, uh, we appreciate it. I couple, mean, yeah, we appreciate the time with you. I mean, you seem like you give a lot of your time to this community. Obviously, you do, and I know you're passionate about it. And from us being guys that truly knew almost nothing, you've been such a huge help advisor supportive just through the, your comments so all the your your the facebook post just tremendous help to us so please know that those are being read their podcasts are being listened to by people who need this input i mean they need the uh the constant feeding of all the education that they can get from you and it's such a benefit thank you man yeah i I see it as, uh, like I said earlier, man, it's it's a ministry, it's a work of love, and it it does pay well at times. And other times I find myself very frustrated and sometimes even discouraged for sure, because, yeah. you know, the industry just has so much toxic, negative, bad information. And I feel like, you know, I, sometimes we get tossed in with the guys who are just out there, you yeah. know, taking people's money and to see success stories constantly bubbling up and to see people truly taking what we do and run with it, man, that is a very rewarding, if not the most rewarding part of what I do. So to hear guys say things like what you just did, John, and more importantly, see the result. I don't need any fans or followers. I want success stories. Right. Say, hey, yeah, this is the community that helped me get there. So if I'm a part of that, man, that's what fuels me for sure. So thanks for saying those things. Well, we ought to set a date for a year from now and let's see how successful we are which we believe if we continue with the plan, continue with the education that we're getting, continue with the coaching, that we will not only meet our expectations, but we believe truly that we'll exceed our um, expectations. And that'll allow us to do the things that we really enjoy. Yes. Uh, ministry, mm-hmm. kids, family, that type stuff. So yeah, there's nothing standing between you and that, you know, barring any kind of unforeseen health circumstance or something that's out of our control. Right. Your trajectory is phenomenal. You know, I mean, I I talk any given week. Last week, we've got someone in our community doing 3 million OA, 3 million annual online arbitrage, nice margins, completely automated system, doesn't touch any of it ever. Mm. That, that's you know that's what it looks like to just keep scaling. That's I mean it's it's a replens business. He's got some branded bundles in the mix now as well that are doing well. But yeah, you know, that that's where he had never done any e commerce type of stuff at all until a couple of years ago. Right. So so those opportunities are out there for sure. But um, right. yeah, well, keep it going, man. So yeah, I'd love to have you guys back. I love having revisits from guests. So yeah, absolutely. Let's book it, man. Let's make it happen. I mean, that sounds Great. good to us. You guys are coming to Orlando, right? We'll be yes. there. Awesome. Yeah. May 2024, our next big meetup event. We got to figure out basketball. You guys got to make sure and remind me. We got to figure out when we're going to play some hoops. (laughs) We'll we'll be ready. We're in. All 
All right. Well, Jerry and John, great hanging out with you guys today. Let me spend a minute or two here talking to the listeners who hung out with us for just a sec. This episode, if it happens to be the first one you've ever heard, or if you've only heard a few, this is pretty typical. I get to do a few of these a week and we love putting them out there. We've done hundreds of interview episodes now with the successful students from the Proven Amazon course. And if you're ready to jump in, you can go to that website, provenamazoncourse.com or give our office a call or get on our schedule. We'd love to have a free chat with you about your e-commerce plans and goals and see if Amazon's a good fit. Maybe our coaching, or maybe it's just a course, or maybe you just need a friendly conversation to get encouraged about what's possible. We'd love to chat with you. You can book a call. Go to silentgym.com slash book a call, all one word, and you jump on our schedule and have a friendly conversation with someone from the team. I've been working with the same coaching director, like I said earlier, for over 20 years at this point. I'm proud of our program. We've coached almost 10,000 people at this point, which blows my mind, making us the most established e-commerce coaching program in the world, to my knowledge. If you know someone who's been doing it longer, let me know and I'll stop saying that and I'll give them kudos. But that's a long time to do e-commerce coaching over 20 years. So we're very proud of that program. But hey, John, Jerry, great job, guys. Good hanging out with you again, my friends. See you in May, it sounds like, in Orlando. And to all the business building warriors hanging out today, God bless you as well. We'll have another great episode very soon. Talk to you then. Thanks. God bless you. God bless. Thanks. Hey, Business Building Warrior, this is a little commercial break, but not really. It's actually some tremendous content, some stuff you need to hear. If you're selling online, if you're in e-commerce, just as with any business that you could ever start, you're going to need some insurance and it's not expensive to get your e-commerce business properly insured. You want to make sure you're working with someone who knows the industry, who truly cares. And there's only one name on our list. She's at the top of our list and it's the only name we talk about at, around here. It's Ashlyn Haddon. I'm going to bring her on for just a couple minutes. You're going to be able to tell pretty quickly. We're old friends. We go way back. Her business started right here in central Indiana near where I am. And now she's serving e-commerce businesses all over the world. And she's a recognized name in our community. Hundreds and hundreds, maybe even more than that, of people in our community use her services. And we're just thrilled to have her on the team not only as a sponsor, but we consider her part of the family of our community because she serves so many people with such excellence. You can see her website at ecom.insure. Not .com, but .insure. So that's E-C-O-M dot I-N-S-U-R-E. There'll be a link in the show notes to that as well. Enjoy this short conversation with Ashlyn as we talk about who needs insurance, what can go wrong if you don't have it, and how glad you'll be that you do have it for some pretty strange scenarios that she's going to break down for us. And again, it's just a few dollars a month to do this. You need to check this box, make it happen. Ashlyn is the one you need to talk to her and her team. Her team is really growing, by the way. So give them a call and work with them. That's my highest recommendation for getting properly insured in any e-commerce related business. Let's jump over and talk to Ashlyn for a few minutes. So Ashlyn, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Hey, thanks for having me again. Always good to see you. Well, it's been a while since we talked business. So yeah. let's get everyone up to speed on uh, who you are, what you do, and, and what's been going on from your vantage point. Yeah. So I'm Ashlyn Haddon. I'm the owner of Ashlyn Haddon Insurance. Um, we are based here in Indiana, right down the street from... We're neighbors. <laughs> Fellow Hoosiers, go Colts. We are a um, insurance agency who focuses on online retailers. We help clients from that are brand new into the e-com space, setting up their first RAOA wholesale online account to billion dollar online sellers who have their own brands. So we work with 
everyone from newbies to experience to make sure that they've got the right coverage in place for their online on their online stores. And it's not just Amazon, correct me if I'm wrong. You've correct. expanded well beyond that as well, correct? Yep. So we do anything from Amazon, eBay, Wayfair, Jet. Um, if you're looking to expand to Bed Bath & Beyond, um, to Rively, to any type of sales platform, even brick and mortar. So if you have a brick and mortar store, um, we can bundle those together with your brick and mortar and your online retail. Fantastic. All right. Well, I always like to hear the stories. You know, anytime I talk to one of our service providers, <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, give me some stories. Maybe I don't know if I'm stuff. in the mood to be scared today or not, but you know, some some good stories from who you serve, why they were smart to have signed up with you. Just hit me with a couple examples. Yeah, I'm going to give you an example of someone who wasn't smart and didn't sign up. And then I'll give you an example of someone who was smart and signed up. <laughs> there we go. Sounds good. So we had um, a client come to us and they had a warehouse that they were leasing. And they said, hey, Ashlyn, I need to cover my inventory in this warehouse and we need the liability for our products. So we sent them the quote. They're like, well, you know, it's it's Q4. We're all ramping up. Um, I don't really have the budget for this right now get a hold of me, you know, after Q4. So I was like, that's probably not a really smart idea, but I'm not going to push you. So I, I let him go. It wasn't like six weeks later, he called me back and he's like, Hey, can I get that insurance policy now? And I was like, yeah, you can get it, but why the rush now? And he's like, well, we were moving some racking around in the warehouse and there was a pipe in the way. So my buddy came in and he moved the pipe for me so it could get around the racking and it must have leaked. And now I have four inches of water in my warehouse and I have stuffed animals and I've got water in my stuffed animals. And I've probably lost a couple hundred thousand dollars in inventory. And I was like, I can insure you moving forward, but I can insure you for something that's already happened. Retroactive in insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I only... Yeah, I can't insure a burning building, okay? Exactly. We would yeah. have bought the policy the date that we talked about it. Mm. Absolutely, we would have been able to cover it. So he had a couple hundred thousand dollars in damages to his inventory and a couple hundred thousand dollars in damages to the property that he was renting that his landlord forced him to pay for. So if he didn't have, or if he had the insurance, all of that would have take, been taken care of. So it's not just... Hey, we don't just sell product liability insurance to shut up Amazon. We're we're trying to protect your whole business. So not only what you're selling, but where you're selling it from, where you're storing it, who your employee, like what your employees are doing. Are you in your car? All of those types of things. So it's not just general liability and product liability. It's workers' comp insurance. It's commercial auto insurance. It's everything from start to finish to protect your business. Excellent. Good examples. Uh, it, it, let me just ask before we tell about the, uh, the, the good story. The smart one? Uh, yeah, the smart person. The person who, let, let's just, I, I don't like calling any entrepreneur not smart. Let's just say the, the, the procrastinator. The procrastinator. The procrastinator. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Very expensive procrastination. Let's talk to the small new seller for a moment. And they're adding up in their head all these little first time, one time expenses. What's it cost? Yeah. I'm just getting going. I'm proactive. I want to add this to my sheet of like potential expenses. What's the basic, like, you know, in our community, we start people off primarily with reselling yep. and they first couple months, maybe only a thousand or $2,000 total sales. Right. right. 
is this is this a significant bill they got to pay or you know what are they looking at again it depends on what they're selling if they're out there selling you know knives and gun parts and automotive parts and prescription not prescription over the counter drugs and things like that yeah it's going to be more expensive but i would say budget for if you're a smaller seller not selling super high risk stuff i would budget 500 to 700 dollars for the year for your first year. Again, it could go up depending on how much you're selling, but most carriers will even do it monthly. So you can come and say, Ashlyn, I can't pay $700 up front, but I can do it monthly. Most of the carriers will allow that. To break that down a little bit more, go talk to one of these Amazon attorneys, and I'm telling you, they're going to charge you between $300 and $500 an hour. If you get sued, the average is 14 hours for a liability claim. That's a heck of a lot more expensive than a $500 policy. Absolutely. So weigh it out. It's It really is not that expensive to give you that peace of mind. And a policy can help you in those, even legal instances. Absolutely. Okay. So it, Most it, of the time, you're going to use the legal expense. You're not going to... If you're just reselling you know, a Papermate pin and someone jabs it in their eye and sues you, you're probably never going to be responsible for the million dollars. What you are going to be responsible for is the attorney fees. Right. Pick up that phone and say, hey, defend me from this lawsuit. This is a paper mate product. The dude was an idiot. He fell down. He jabbed himself in the eye. I have nothing to do with this. And their job is to get you out of that lawsuit. That's what you're going to use this policy for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you'll be glad you have it at that point. Yeah. If you're going to be selling physical products, I mean, and unfortunately, we live in a very litigious society. You need insurance for everything. You need legal services for everything. That's just the way it is if you can have a business. And yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that five to 700 number um, because to be honest with you, it's been a while since I asked that question. I couldn't have told you approximately, right. you know, um, because sometimes people might be thinking that per month or something like, no, right. you're just starting. It's it's going to be okay. This isn't, this yeah. isn't a, a make or break kind of thing. So, all right, let's hear about the, uh, the smart seller story. Yeah, so... The one I'm going to share is kind of something that you brought up a couple of years ago and you had come to me and like, Hey, is this, is this type of thing covered? And at the time we didn't have coverage for it, but now over the last year we were able to. So we had a customer, um, they were an online retailer and they had a supplier overseas and they received an email that said, Hey, we've changed our accounting information. You need to send your funds now to XYZ routing an account number for us to send you your inventory. And the client goes and changes the routing account number, pays the bill, sends it off, sends off over $50,000 for their inventory. Oh, no. Um, everything looked like their, their supplier. Everything seemed fine. Didn't get their product. Didn't get their product. Didn't get their product. Reach out to the, their supplier. They're like, you didn't send us anything. We didn't get your money. We didn't tell you to resend it. And it's called, it was like a phishing scheme. Yeah. So the bad guy changed the email address. In the email address, it was an M. They changed the email address to an R and an N. So it looked like an M. Yep. And that's how the email got through. They thought it was from their, their supplier. And if they wouldn't have had their policy, they would have been out the $50,000. But they were able to, we added telephone fraud to their policy Everything was covered. We cut a check for $50,000 and they went on their merry way. That is awesome. I had no idea. And I remember why I brought that up to you 
because someone came this close to pulling that off with me. And I'd like to think that I'm savvy enough. Like I'm never going to, I've seen it all. <laughs> I've been doing e-commerce for 24 years or something crazy. That like, man, you can't pull me. This person somehow that looked so legit and was someone we were working with. And we came really close to cutting a check. And I just picked up the phone and like, no, we, we, you don't owe us any money. <laughs> oh my right. goodness. So, yeah. And I, I wouldn't it, have even known about this type of scheme if you wouldn't have brought it to my attention. So we went to the carrier and said, hey, this is what's going on. We want this coverage. Mm -hmm. um, we petitioned to get the coverage added, got the coverage added. And now these types of things are, are covered. Sure. Because of this community. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the benefit of being in a community of other people that doing this business alongside them. Because at, at this point, I say it all the time, I, there's always new stuff to learn, but we've there's someone else who's been there, done that, seen that, navigated it successfully, can help you calm Proven down. successfully. <laughs> yeah, right? Just, it's going to be okay. Yes, if this this happens. It happened to me. It happened to these people. They're all okay still. And there's you just need that. You know, you need yeah. to kind of travel with your people in this business. And so that's that's great. I had no idea that that had transpired since our conversation. I love to hear yeah. that. So, <laughs> so what else is what else is on your mind? What else would you like to share if you had a couple yeah. minutes in front of our listening community? You know, we've got we've got Walmart and eBay sellers, and we've got people who are starting to get into some retail, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, starting to experiment around with some different business models, but we're still primarily Amazon sellers. I do want to talk about this, Ashlyn. You're going to be at our live event in May. I am. So yeah, excited. And, I, and unfortunately, you got last year, you got sick and couldn't present at its scheduled time. So we covered for you as best we could, but I'm so glad you're going to be there this year. Yes. And I'm again. staying away from all the sick people beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, super smart. You get some insurance. For that. Can, can you get insurance to cover if you're scheduled to speak and you're not able to? I it would be an event policy. Absolutely. There we go. You've got those too, right? <laughs> so excited for that. But yeah. anything else you want to share with the listeners? Anything else on your mind? Yeah. I think the biggest thing right now is we've seen a lot of carriers come into this space and leave the space. And we've seen people buying policies online, you know, this whole $20 a month kind of policies. And we're seeing a lot of people come back and say, hey, I thought this was covered, but it really wasn't covered. What can you do? So I guess my my big ask for the, the remainder of this year and the first part of next year is take the time to really look at your policy. We're always here to look at what you have and say, hey, here's where you're missing. Did you realize that you have an exception on this for products that are imported into the country? Or did you realize that there's an exclusion for batteries and you're selling toys with batteries? So there's a lot of stuff buried in policy that we see a lot of these online companies doing. I don't hate AI, but I would rather somebody look Look at your products, see what you're doing, where are you sourcing, where is your risk, and put you with the right carrier. So feel free to reach out to us. We are here all the time. We will do it for free. We're not going to like bug you. We're, we're busy enough to not have to chase you. But if you want a second opinion, please always reach out to us and, and we'll be happy to look for it. Yeah, I say it all the time, Ashlyn, and, and I say it publicly, but I want to say with you here to hear it as well, just how much I appreciate the personal touch, you know, here in Indiana, we call it Hoosier hospitality, yeah. right? And if no one's ever, if, if someone's never heard of that before, just we, we really like taking good care of people. It's kind of built into our, the culture of central Indiana, right? You just, you exude that and you really love what you do. 
Most it's days. not like you're making money hand over fist. You know, you've you've been a struggling small business. You're doing well, but it's been a lot of work. Yeah. And I mean, you don't, your commission on a $500 policy can't be that much. And you've got a bunch of people out there taking up your time with that. So you really put your heart into what you do. I'm a huge fan. I'm rooting for you. And I love the offer you just made. If someone wants to just have a conversation with someone who cares and make sure they're adequately covered for all those little contingencies, it's worth their time. And I would encourage them not just to have a conversation with you guys, but to switch to you guys. So you're working with someone who's plugged into the community. They're, they've got a great track record of caring deeply about the people they're serving. Not some $20 policy so you can check the box, but right. actually make sure you're you're covered adequately exactly. for this business. And as you grow as, as well, it's always smart to check back in. It's probably We're probably due to check back within you as well because we've got a few new things going on over here. So we got to check in with you. I didn't hear point. it. Yeah. Well, hey, Ashlyn, it's great spending some time with you and looking forward to see you in May. I mean, we live in the same city, but we never see each other. So I know, right? Between now and then, out. maybe. But yeah, <laughs> Let's go Christmas crazy. caroling together. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've got my elf hat somewhere. <laughs> I come with like 12 people if we go anywhere. So yeah, I, we got, I a, we got enough amazing. for a little choir now, a little baby on the way. Life is good, man. There you go. Always All good right, to see you, Thank you, you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, me me as well. I appreciate your time and we'll do this again soon. Thanks, Ashley. That's great. Bye. Right. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.